Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the home of the Broncos, Rockies, and Buffs. And this is Primetime Sports with Corey Lopez on KOA News Radio. Wow, we start the week off with a little show here. So glad that you're with us. Rockies get the day off. That means primetime sports rolling here for an hour. Preview a little bit of the Angels matchup that the Rockies have, carrying a five-game win streak into them. We'll talk a little bit about that. Lots of stuff going on in the NFL today. Some former Broncos either finding jobs or retiring, essentially. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're going to catch up with our good friend, CBS 4's Romy Bean is going to join us in just a little bit. We'll uh, talk to her uh, at about 7.15. We'll talk a little Broncos. We'll talk a little Rockies as well. And we'll open the phone lines up at uh, 303-713-8585. We'll get the text line rolling here as well. Um, Spent a little time this afternoon on uh, our sister station, Orange and Blue 760. Uh, Matt Machesti couldn't make it in, so I uh, dropped in and uh, popped on with uh, Brandon Cristal for uh, a couple of hours and some interesting kind of conversations. As I, again, I'm I'm not Broncos centric. You know, I have a pretty good idea what's going on out there. I spend a lot of time out there in their phase ones and phase two work that they've got. The rookies going to be rolling in here for mini camp this weekend. So I'll spend a little time out there with them. But, again, I'm not, you know, as laser-focused in as our friends are on Orange and Blue 760. So it was kind of fun to be able to just kind of talk about what's going on with the Broncos. Uh, got to kind of give my impressions again, which I've done a couple of times here and and done it over there on Orange and Blue 760. But I did it again today, just the impressions of the draft and being removed from the draft for a couple of weeks now and kind of thoughts on things that the Broncos have done. And I think they did well in the draft, but some other things kind of came up. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as uh, well. Schedule this week, Rockies will be in here, uh, or not in here, but back home. They get a nice little uh, homestand. They've been on the road forever, but they've been doing well on the road. So we'll see if that uh, converts to uh, wins here at home. A uh, six-game road series for the Rockies. Angels for a couple of games. Then uh, the Brewers come in for four through the weekend. And then the Rockies are off on the road again. Another nine-game road trip. It's uh, essentially a 10-day, nine-game road trip that they've got to go on. They'll uh, head off to San Diego. Man, they keep playing at Padres. They're going to be down with the Padres soon. I think they get this series with the Padres, and then they don't see them until, like, August. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. Coming in is uh, well, some big stars. Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, who just uh, last week cracked his 3,000th hit on uh, Friday in his career. And then uh, Shohei Oatani. We think we're going to see him, but it's a different setup. It's not an American League designated hitter allowed type of thing. It's here 
at Cougars Field. So the American League team has to play by National League rules. So the pitcher is going to have to hit. But Owatani, as it lines up, he pitched yesterday. So he's not going to pitch in this series. See, they could have lined it up where, and it was set up that way a couple of weeks ago, where he was probably going to throw tomorrow night. And then you don't worry about having him to pitch and hit because, well, you can see that he does both. But where would they stick him in the lineup? Because the only thing he's done for the Angels, at least this season, when he has just been a batter, is in the DH spot, which is not available. So people were really wondering what was going to happen. Now, we talked to Jack Corrigan over the weekend, and he kind of thinks that Owatani's probably just going to be like in a pinch-hitting role. I don't know if it'll be a defensive substitution after he pinch hits. He may just be in there to swing the bat a couple of times, unfortunately, because I think a lot of people want to come out and see him. But you're going to get to see Mike Trout, you know, get a chance to see Albert Pujols and the rest if you didn't see him down there in spring training. So uh, I talked to uh, Rockies general manager Jeff Breidich about uh, the Angels coming in, so we'll hear from him a little bit later on here uh, today, this evening, I should say, on the other side of the news. So as we told you, Angels coming in tomorrow. So we're on tonight, off tomorrow because of the Rockies-Angels game, and then we'll be back on Wednesday because it's just a short two-game series with uh, I say L.A., it's so weird. I want to say California uh, or even Anaheim. I'm so used to just the Angels, I'll just call them, okay? It's weird for me to say Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and it's too much. Uh, so we'll be back with you Wednesday after the uh, afternoon affair with uh, the Angels and then uh, Rockies in the evening against the uh, Brewers uh, Thursday and Friday. And we remind you, Rockies All Access coming up uh, 4 o'clock on Saturday, too, so... We will definitely have that. Welcome in our listeners that uh, may be listening worldwide on iHeartRadio. Certainly uh, 38 states, three countries. What was it Caldera used to say? And a small moon? Yeah, potentially. KOA News Radio everywhere, of course. 850 AM, 94.1 FM, iHeartRadio app. Plus, you can listen anytime on your Amazon smart speaker if you have one of those. Just say, Alexa, play KOA on iHeartRadio. Should know exactly what you're talking about. So we welcome in our listeners that might be listening to us on Alexa. Uh, something interesting popped up before we talk to uh, Romy Bean with CBS4. I, I saw this story come down. And it's a, before you change the station, it is a tennis and soccer story. Okay, so take it easy. Kind of. It's more about rooting for your favorite team, being on the bandwagon, getting off the bandwagon. If you root for a team that's in the same town and they have these issues, the only place this would be a problem, I guess, would be L.A. or New York if it was football. But I'm talking football in Europe. Rafael Nadal um, is a huge Real Madrid supporter, but he appeared at a Europa League match with an Atletico Madrid jersey. He didn't have it on. He, he he was given that by the owner and then put it... Now, he said it got a little chilly. He used it like a scarf. But he didn't throw it away. He didn't put the jersey on. But people are all up in arms now. That he's, you know, you're a Real Madrid supporter. You can't be... It got me to thinking because there's a lot of Broncos that have kind of moved on. And one in particular was C.J. Anderson. 
That doesn't mean I'm going to go root for the Carolina Panthers, but I, I will root for C.J. Anderson. Gotten to know him over the last few years, and he found a new job. It was reported this uh, this afternoon that he assigned with the Panthers. So it's good to see that he's, that he's got work. The Broncos kind of moved on from him, but that'll be big for the Panthers, I think. It'll be a, a big deal for uh, them to have uh, C.J. Anderson there in that room. That will um, that will be pretty cool for them. It'll help them. They've got some young running backs, and they don't really have a, a bell cow, which I think C.J. can uh, still be. So, But uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to be wearing around Carolina Panthers, you know, number 20. I think he's probably going to be in 21. I think there's already a 22 over there, so. But it, People were really up in arms about, you know, you rooting for, I mean, I think, but in my family, I mean, my in-laws love the Cubs. You know, my son, being a rebel, loves the Cardinals. So we get, we've get we got that going on. It amazes me the how rabid soccer fans are and really getting on Rafael Nadal about all of that. I mean, he was there for the, I think it's the Super Classical with Barca and... Real Madrid, and it was a draw. But he was there supporting his team. But the reason that he was there at the Atletico Madrid Europa League match was because that's a big deal. It's a second-tier European tournament. Real Madrid is in the Champions League, okay? So he's not rooting on them to beat Real. So interesting. It just caught my eye, though. There's a long story on this, too, written by the Associated Press, and it was just a, a giant deal. So let's uh, hop on the phones, talk with our friend Romy Bean with CBS4. She's got a rare moment in her schedule where she can spend a little time with us. Hello, Romy. How are you? I am great, Corey. How are you? I'm really good. I'm glad that uh, we have a little time that you and I can talk a little football, a little baseball. You heard that CJ signed with... The Panthers, right? I did. I saw that. I, uh, you know, him and uh, Ron Rivera was a Cal guy too. Do you see that? And, uh, CJ posted a, a photo. I did of, see that. I wondered why. Leadership. Yeah, why he had that? But I, I had forgotten that Rivera was was from Cal. Right. Um, well, so you know, but but good for him and good for you know. I think I feel like CJ. It was one of those things where it was it was a mixed bag because I, I feel like if you really look at it. It made sense for the Broncos, especially when you look at their draft. But, you know, CJ was definitely a fan favorite, and he was good with the media, too. So you're glad to see him go on and get another chance somewhere else, too. You know, if Cam Newton really is open to listening to what CJ can kind of bring to that club, and it's not to say that CJ is going to go in there and be a starter or something like that, but he's so smart. He can read offenses and things like that. I think he'd really be able to improve everything on that offense just by how smart he is with the game. Well, and just kind of the uh, irony, too, now he'll be teamed up with Christian McCaffrey, so it'll be interesting um, just kind of to watch the two of them together. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be fun to watch. I mean, it could be like a thunder and lightning kind of thing, couldn't it? <laughs> I mean, they could be a good team. <laughs> well, We're not playing them this year, though. Broncos aren't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, let's turn to the Broncos here. You've, I, I haven't talked to you since the, the draft, really, but I was kind of talking about it today that, you know, I think they did fine. I, I don't think they needed to go out and get a quarterback, and you get Bradley Chubb, and you. but I, I said this 
a few times it felt like deja vu because they were drafting kind of the same people that they were trying to draft last year. It was almost like a redo, it felt like. And even two weeks out, I'm thinking, this is really just going to add to the competition that I think we're going to see in training camp. I mean, you know, I think that, Corey, you make a great point. In my opinion, they it was a lot like last year, except one big difference is this year, and nothing against last year's class, but this year's class, to their credit, they got football players. They didn't get just athletes. These guys, they get it. You know, Bradley Chubb, people have talked about how his studying is exceptional, and they can't get over how a guy with such an natural talent has such great studying, you know, skills. He studies, he studies uh, pass protections, and all of these guys, when they all came and they spoke, I don't know how you felt, but I was, I mean, every single one of them, I was impressed. Yeah. How well spoken they were, just put together young men, and I think that we've seen that, and John Elway kind of acknowledged that that's been missing, and I think this class brings in the type of character and leadership that maybe has been missing a little bit from the Broncos. What is it, nine out of these ten guys were captains for their college at some point? Were captains, most of or nine out of ten were seniors, most were captains, and you know what, Mm. I started kind of going through and looking at them individually, and all of them have all these awards, like you know, the guy who contributed the most to the team, all that stuff as voted on by teammates mm. and stuff like that. They all have it. I mean, it's top to bottom. It was really impressive. I don't know if, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what happens on the field matters most. But it is, to me, I don't know, it gives me very, um, I have a very positive look kind of a distress because I'm like, I think these, these guys get it, you know, they're football players. I'm I'm curious about the running back room because I really think that Royce Freeman is going to make a huge impact on this team to have a guy like that. And again, another leader, but somebody who has carried the ball a lot. So you want to use him as, I think, as soon as you can. But that's that's a really young room with Devontae Booker there. Um, you know, you've got, I know that Jano is going to be a part of that room, but you're also bringing in Philip Lindsay, who I know it's going to be tough for him to make the 53-man roster, but it, it seems like a young room where, where it's going to be very competitive, this training camp. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if anything, Philip Lindsay is going to make sure that everybody is so competitive because we've all seen how that kid works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I for one sure hope he makes it. But, that you know, the interesting thing with that, too, is you look at a guy, if you're going to get rid of release, excuse me, C.J. Anderson, then it almost looks as if the Broncos are looking to Royce Freeman to really be that veteran leader in there when you look at kind of his college record and what he's done and he's been team captain and and, um, everything. But, you know, the interesting thing I I think about, Corey, and I always think is that you can't undervalue, like, an old pair of eyes. You know, they bring in, last year they said with Jamal Charles, who that just see things on NFL tape that young guys don't see. It will be interesting because I think there's a ton of talent in there, it will just be interesting if they are able to, you know, on the studying side, yes. kind of catch up. Yes, I, I I agree with you. That That's the one thing, if there's anything out of this, because I think it's going to be, I mean, that's going to be one of the most competitive rooms, certainly for the Broncos. That position at running back is going to be great, but they don't have that veteran presence. That's the one place, and the reason I value that is because of the conversations I had with C.J. Anderson uh, about, what he was able to do and 
you know, even talking, you know, just with the guys in the running backs room, how much they study and what they see and how they help everybody. You don't really have that leader in there. So I, I think that's an interesting perspective because I think, I think Royce Freeman could be huge for the Broncos. And you're mentioning that he was a captain, that he could actually, even as a rookie, be a leader. I, I believe that too. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think this class, if you really look at it, and I haven't thought about a class like this for a while, these are, uh, like some of these guys, I look at them and I'm like, these guys can be special. I mean, in terms of that leader, you know, on and off the field, and like it, that these kids at 21, 22, they're just, they seem so much more ready and mature and ready to jump in. You know, you, yeah. you, I just felt it even just from the, the pressers and the, the short interviews you had with these guys. And so I think that, yeah, this year I don't know if it'll be an expectation or they just believe these guys can have it, but kind of looking for those rookies to bring in that that leadership. And, you know, it, it, you're not used to that, but I think that the way the Broncos have lacked an identity for so long on offense now, it, you think about it, what's more important is that they have that leadership regardless of where it comes from. And if it happens to be rookies, well, so be it. I, I'm going to ask you, since you followed the Broncos, I mean, you, you still do, but have followed them over the last few years, uh, the tight end room, um, I mean, everybody's really reliant. They want Jake Butt, you know, if he's healthy, you know, this could he could be really special this year, but nobody really knows. I see that Kobe Fleener was released by the Saints, and there's about three or four guys that are veterans that are still available out there. Should the Broncos go get themselves a vet to help out? I absolutely would. I yeah. watched that too when I saw about Fleener, and I thought this would be a great pickup. I think the problem, you know, it's almost like it feels the O line. All right, we're starting to get that short up. The Broncos, you know, the the run game, but the tight ends is still like the silent killer. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and and you're right. We believe they believe um, in Jake Butt. I mean, that's all we hear is that you know they think when this kid's right that he's just going to be so this year is we find out if he is that guy or not Jeff Hireman has kind of always been injured so he's kind of an unknown as well I think they haven't as John Elway referred to it haven't kicked them to the curb but right it almost feels like this year is like especially for a guy like Hireman all right step up to the table or you know prove it and and they'll be looking for that for butt too but I think they could use a veteran tight end yes yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I know that Brett Selleck, uh, Brent Selleck is out there from the Eagles as well. I mean, there there is a guy that could probably help them out. And you're right, the tight ends room has been a mess for a few years, hasn't it? And the other problem with the tight ends room is, and, you know, I, I always think about Daniel Graham when I think, hmm. when you think about blocking tight ends, because he once said, and he was so, uh, when we, I interviewed him once, and he, and he said, yeah, nobody wants to be the blocking tight end, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Right? Yeah, everybody wants to be the the receiving tight end. Of course, that's that's the sexy job. The blocking tight end, like with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Fits in the O-line category. Nobody wants to do that. He's like, but somebody has to do it. And I, the Broncos need to find someone. I mean, and, and even Virgil, I thought he had so much more potential as a blocking tight end that never came to fruition. The Broncos need someone who's willing, built to be a blocking tight end. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, it's good to talk to you. Are you, are you uh, when are you on again? Are you going to be out there covering rookie uh, the rookie camp? Uh yes, we're all yes. We're, you know, we got all sorts of stuff going on now, but we'll be. You know, you know, whenever it's Broncos, we're always there. I'm ex- looking forward to getting to know these rookies uh, uh, a little more. I feel good about this class. That'll be fun, Romy. Good to talk to you. We'll uh, we'll be watching CBS four, and uh, I'll see you out there at rookie camp. Okay, sounds great, Corey. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, Romy Bean, of course. With CBS 4, and uh, I know they just had their Monday Live uh, tonight. I saw Michael Spencer on there. So um, lots of stuff going on. And uh, as always, uh, follow on the Broncos. So make sure uh, you watch. Take a break here. We'll come back. We are going to talk a little bit more about the Broncos and uh, get you set for the Angels series as the Rockies are red hot rolling in. We'll hear from General Manager Jeff Breidich. All of that ahead as we continue here on KOA News Radio 850 AM and 94.1 FM. Bright Pop Sports here as we continue Monday, a rare Monday. Rockies uh, actually end up uh, with a day off here, and I'll get set for the Angels coming up. We are going to talk a little bit more about that uh, here in just a bit, but I did want to roll this out here, and a lot of people have been talking about it here today. And As I mentioned, I filled in over on our sister station, Orange and Blue 760 with uh, BK. Uh, Matt Ryan, <laughs> money that he is going to make. The deal that came down last week, it just kind of continues to reverberate through the NFL just for the simple fact it's it's a good talking point because everybody wonders what Aaron Rodgers is going to get now. A deal worth at least $100 million. $100 million, his extension, could be worth up to at least $150 million. It's pretty incredible. The amount of money. He's going to be the first $30 million per year quarterback, essentially, is how it's going to work out. Everybody thinks that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to get a better deal soon, um, before training camp even possibly with the uh, Green Bay Packers. I put the blame on Kirk Cousins. He got about $84 million guaranteed, something like that. It's just staggering. This giant deal that he signed, but it's the price of having a quarterback that you think is your franchise quarterback. Certainly the Falcons are going to stay with Matty Ice. I mean, think about this. Before Matt Ryan arrived, Atlanta had eight playoff seasons in 42 years. With Ryan, the Falcons have made the playoffs six of the last 10 years. And, of course, they made it to the Super Bowl in 2016. Wow. So the the price you pay to have a franchise quarterback is up there. I think the Broncos got a deal. I think they believe in Case Keenum. They didn't have to pay him a lot. 
There's some incentives in there. They've got him for two years, and if he performs really well and the Broncos make the playoffs or they make a run in the playoffs, over the next couple of years, they've got to pay him. Now, I don't know if they're going to have to pay him like that, but the price is going up. It's, uh, it's interesting. But I think it all kicked up because players aren't going to sit down and start talking about contract extensions until you get the number right with the amount of money front-loaded, the guaranteed money that you're going to get. And it's up there now. I mean, it is way up there. Football's a crazy, crazy game. It is a cold-blooded business, and that's why players are on their own if they're good enough, and really only the upper echelon are. They are going to make their money and they're going to, because they'll come up there will come a time that everybody's going to get cut. Even Matt Ryan is going to get, if he doesn't decide to gracefully leave when his skills start to deteriorate, he's going to get cut. So he's going to get most of his money up front. And that's the way I think everybody in football would like to do it, but it doesn't work that way. If you're not a superstar, I thought it was, very interesting. Talking more money. We talked a little bit about this last week and a few more thoughts on Shane Ray not being offered. The uh, Broncos are going to pick up his fifth-year option, essentially, is what's going on. I listened to an interview, and uh, we're lucky enough, Orange and Blue 760, and uh, even on KOA News Radio, to be able to talk with NFL Network's insider Ian Rappaport. He was on Orange and Blue 760 with uh, Columbus and Lindahl this morning. And was asked, uh, first of all, about the Broncos not picking up Shane Ray's fifth-year option and how much top pick Bradley Chubb played into that decision. I think that probably because they have a someone they view as a premier pass rusher uh, in the you know on the books for another four years in Chubb, that kind of allows them to say, you know what, we're going to roll the dice a little bit on Shane Ray and you know kind of make his earn, make him earn his other year of his contract. The other side of this is, for Shane Ray, this is probably good news, honestly. Um, I mean, think about the last guy this happened to, last, like, you know, really good kind of player who had been injured but with a lot of potential, Sammy Watkins. Yep. You know, Sam, Sammy Watkins didn't get his fifth-year option uh, picked up by the Bills, then gets traded to the Rams, doesn't get franchised, and next thing you know, he's signing a three-year, $48 million contract getting paid top of the market because he was able to stay healthy. So things could work out pretty nicely, according to uh, Ian Rappaport. And I think that, too, it uh, could potentially and should motivate Shane Ray. He's in a contract year now. And if he plays well and the Broncos have to pay him a little bit more to re-sign him, well, the Broncos although having to part with more money will be happy because that means the Broncos probably played pretty well because you got Shane Ray who's got double-digit sacks. And it's very disruptive on the other side of Von Miller. And it's helped along a rookie who is a part of the packages too in Bradley Chubb. I don't know if they can keep all four of them, though, after this year. Because you got Shaq Barrett in there and you don't want to forget about Shaq Barrett. But it's... It's interesting. I know we're talking a lot of money here. We're going to talk more money. I want to go back to the Matt Ryan deal. We talked with uh, Joel Corey, who is a former sports agent, 
He's now with CBSSports.com. And uh, BK and I got a chance to talk to him over on Orange and Blue 760. And we asked him, first of all, if he's surprised by the deal that Matt Ryan got that included the $100 million guaranteed. Uh, no, because I thought if you're going to get something done, he'd have to be the first $30 million per year guy, and you're probably going to have to go to $100 million overall guarantees. And the reason I say that is the way the quarterback market has escalated um, past couple of years. When you get Jimmy Garoppolo signing for $27.5 million after starting seven games in his entire career, then Matt Ryan at $30 million doesn't seem outlandish, particularly considering his agent. Tom Conner, the first $20 million per year guy, Drew Brees, probably wanted the first $30 million per year guy with Ryan as well. Did uh, Kirk Cousins start this, though, with the guaranteed money and, and kind of push it over the edge? As you said, it, it's been kind of heading this way for a while, but, well, I think that everybody's eyes opened pretty good when Cousins signed with the Vikings, but then to see Matt Ryan, you go, wow, this is a lot of money, but I feel like Kirk Cousins kind of got that started. Yeah, from the guaranteed money standpoint, he did, yeah. because you hadn't had that much fully guaranteed at signing. He, his whole $84 million over three years is fully guaranteed. That was a dramatic jump from where the market was, which was Matthew Stafford at a shade over $60 million. You don't see a huge jump like that uh, traditionally. So when Cousins got to 84, you figured that Ryan was going to have to at least be 85. He's at 94.5 fully guaranteed at signing, 100 overall. Uh, Matthew Stafford had 92 in overall guarantees. So it's really Cousins with the fully guaranteed signing with the huge jump. 92 to 100 isn't that big of a jump. Well, I guess the question is, what's the next jump? We all think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, and it's just a question of, of when. So I kind of have a couple questions about Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I guess we'll just start there. What do you think Aaron Rodgers will command from the Packers, uh, or will the Packers say that's too rich? And I, I just can't see a world where they'd let him walk. How do you think that, that deal will be shaped once, it, uh, once it's finally done? Uh, Rodgers has two years left on his contract. They've traditionally done deals with him with two more years left, so the timing is probably sometime before training camp. If you look at where the highest-paid quarterback versus the second-highest-paid has been past several years, it's about a 7% difference. So that's going to put Rodgers at right around $32 million per year. The guarantees are going to be tricky. Green Bay doesn't guarantee base salary. The only person that they've made an exception for is Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, it's just signing bonus with him. They gave him um, guaranteed roster bonuses last time around. I don't think he's going to get to $100 million overall guarantees between the signing bonus, which may be the biggest in league history, over $50 million, and the roster bonuses. He may barely beat Kirk Cousins in terms of overall guarantees, and I don't know if they're going to reach that amount in the fully guaranteed at signing just because of the way they structure their contracts. How does this change the way that teams negotiate now the big money contracts, and particularly? I know we're talking about the quarterbacks, but even you know a few years ago, you know the Broncos had to sign Von Miller. When they go after their guys that they want to keep, don't these guys just walk in and and? If you're not even close to that guaranteed money, $84 million, $90 you know, million, I wouldn't even imagine a player would even sit down with a team to even talk about it until they get closer on that. Well, the quarterback market has really been a little bit different than the overall market. We're going to have a litmus test 
probably this offseason, there are two guys who should reshape the non-quarterback deals. That's Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. They're both going to be playing on their fifth-year options without new deals. These guys should easily eclipse the Von Miller deal, which is now two years old. The question is whether the shift in the amount fully guaranteed is signing for quarterbacks trickles down to non-quarterbacks. Joel Corey with us, former agent, now with CBSSports.com. And uh, I guess final one I have for you on quarterbacks. If Aaron Rodgers is 32 or if they even figure out a way to give him more money, and I think he's worth it, is that going to be the ceiling? Are they going to keep going up by 7% the next time guys like, I guess it's Cam Newton and Russell Wilson might be next in line. You've got these young kids, uh, the Jameis Winstons of the world. I can't imagine would demand that. Or do you, do you think that they'll look and say, you're not Aaron Rodgers, so we're going to give you this, which will still be... 28, 29, 30 million. Well, that was a ceiling last time. When he signed in 2013, it took three years for someone to top him. I think it's going to be a little bit different this time around. And the two guys really to keep an eye on, Carson Wentz, if he can come back and play like he did before he hurt his knee, that's because the Eagles historically do guys really early. And they'll do him after this season in order to get him to – sell out his years that early, they're going to have to put him right in that neighborhood. And then Russell Wilson before Cam Newton, because Russell Wilson's contract comes up before Newton's. His contract year is 2019. But because Seattle restructured his contract last year, something they don't do, they've made his 2019 cap number really high. So he's working off of a much bigger franchise tag number. It's over $30 million. So you start playing that franchise tag game like Cousins did, He'll make like $63, 64000000 million over two years if he goes that route. So to keep him from doing that, you're going to have to go above Aaron Rodgers. Here in uh, Denver, the Broncos uh, decided not to pick up the 50-year option for Shane Ray. Um, and out of that draft class, Ray wasn't the only one that wasn't signed. As a matter of fact, it seemed to you there's about eight or nine guys out of that first-round draft class that, that Ray had come out of that teams were a little iffy on whether they're going to pick up that fifth year option are teams do you sense the teams are maybe changing their philosophies a little bit or maybe it was just a, a draft that didn't go well for some of these guys or are they a little quicker to pull the trigger and maybe uh, pick up some young guys um and not risk it on, on a fifth year option and a guy that hasn't quite reached his potential i suspect shane ray's options picked up if, if the cleveland browns take bradley chubb at number four Supposed to letting him drop to number five. I think it's really uh, Chubb who affected the option here. Um, Jacksonville didn't pick up uh, Dante Fowler's. Since he was a top ten pick, that's a bigger number. His would have been 14.2. Um, really having in the low 20s is about the norm for the number of options exercised because normally you have a couple of those guys wash out like Johnny Manziel or like uh, Justin Blackman. But the numbers are starting to get up there, so you if you don't want to commit huge money for the fifth-year option, you're going to pass on it and run the risk of it being like uh, Kyle Fuller last year uh, with the Bears, where they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. They had to put a transition tag on them. Um, I don't think the Broncos have to worry about that as much if Bradley Chubb comes in and starts playing immediately because then Shane Ray's probably just a situational pass rusher where he's fighting Shaquille Barrett for that role. So I don't think he, unless there's an injury or Chubb is slow to progress, 
Shane Ray probably won't be in the position where the Broncos are going to come back and regret not picking up the option. Well, Joel, we really appreciate the time. Just wanted to get uh, some insight uh, on Matt Ryan's deal and what the dominoes would be across the league, and then one of your thoughts on Shane Ray as well. But we will certainly holler at you again when uh, the time makes sense. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll keep reading your stuff on CBSSports.com and following you on Twitter. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, Joel Corey there from Orange Blue 760. BK and I had a chance to talk to him earlier today. I thought it was to be able to hear that and the thoughts on the national media as to what's going on. Promised we'd hear from General Manager Jeff Bright. It's just a question I asked him, and you might have been able to hear it on uh, Rockies All Access, but about the Angels coming in. An interleague matchup, but also with Shohei Ohtani, a possibility of uh, being out there as the Rockies. You may have some Angels fans out there, or just baseball fans that want to see it. Coming up uh, for you guys on the schedule, when you return home, you get to face the Los Angeles Angels of... Anaheim, and that's a team that you got to see in spring training, but I think everybody's kind of geeked up to see the possibilities of uh, Shohei Ohtani <laughs> come rolling in. I would imagine you're going to have a few more butts in the seats to come out and watch this young man play. You've, you've been able to see him down there in spring training. Yeah. Um, you know, good-looking athlete. Boy, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, that day we handled him pretty well. It was early, kind of early in, in camp, so um, you know, I think our hitters were, you know, pretty ready for him and kind of geeked up to be able to face him. And, and we took it to him pretty good. Uh, you know, two or three home runs hit. I don't think he lasted. I don't think he lasted through the second inning. Right? I think he got pulled after yeah. an inning and a third or inning two thirds. And But you could see the stuff, uh, you know, the plus fastball, the, the plus breaking, you know, off speed stuff, the breaking ball and the change up. I mean, he's got a whole um, a whole above average mix. So um, we didn't really see a whole lot from him uh, at the plate. Um, you know, it kind of remains to be seen how uh, how be, he'll be utilized in the National League, you know, in our ballpark. But, uh, you know, he's certainly a, a young and talented player. Isn't it something that we didn't mention Albert Pujols? <laughs> we didn't mention Mike Trout. We haven't forgotten about it, but Otani seems to be kind of the story coming in here. Looking forward to the series as the Rockies – on an absolute roll, five-game win streak, and they got their top guys going against the Angels here, a team that they did see down in spring training. Jeff Brandich mentioned when they faced Oatani, that was at Diablo Stadium there in Tempe, and the Rockies rocked Oatani. They're not going to see him on the mound, but they may see him batting a couple of times this series. We're back with you on Wednesday, Rockies baseball tomorrow night. Thank you to Romy Bean, CBS4, for joining us earlier. To Mike Wolf on the other side of the glass. I'm Corey Lopez. Have yourselves a great evening, everybody, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.